in the Tell It Like It Is program, The Kingdom Way. This is Dr. Baker J. Baker. I forgot to introduce myself uh, when I taped last week, but you know who I am anyway. So I'm going to start out praying for you, and then I'll remind you of what we talked about last week. Father, I thank you for your wisdom. I thank you for your knowledge. I thank you for the understanding that you give your people today. I thank you that as we get closer and closer to uh, Christmas and New Year's and ending this year, that um, people don't get hung up and caught up in all of these things and all the different plagues and things that are hitting the earth. I thank you and praise you that they realize, that we all realize that these are things that you talked about that your book has every answer that we would need, that we don't rely on the earth curse system, that we rely on your system, that we rely on the kingdom of God. I thank you that we're kingdom citizens, that we can be kingdom citizens. Everybody that's listening to me is not a kingdom citizen. Uh, Every apostle, prophet, evangelist, pastor, teacher is not a kingdom citizen. But we're going to talk about those things. And I thank you for that, Holy Spirit, that you're searching the heart and the mind of God to let us know what it is that we need to do. In the name of Jesus, amen. Hallelujah. Last time uh, we were together, we were talking about the same thing, the mind of Christ and how to deal and what to do in order to get uh, through uh, dead and alive uh, during these these holiday seasons, dead to self, but alive unto the spirit. And so we had talked about Nicodemus, and I think we were going on to, uh, we were in uh, 1 Corinthians 2, and I think I was about uh, verse 11 or somewhere like that. And um, I'm also going to tell you some things. The mind of Christ stands in in sharp contrast to the wisdom of man. It's so sharp. It's so different. There's such a contrast in the in in the mind and the heart of man than it is in the mind and the heart of God. And uh, 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 the mind of Christ involves wisdom from God. And once it's hidden, uh, it was hidden, but now it's revealed. He says, "I have revealed these things unto you. I have given you these mysteries. I have opened these things up for you because I want you to have them. It would not be in my book, and I would not give you the. Uh, I would not open you up so that you could understanding." He says, "But all the getting, get understanding, and I want you to have understanding of my mind. I want you to have this understanding, and it's given to believers through the Spirit of the Living God." is given to us through the kingdom of God because the kingdom of God is within us. That's the kingdom of righteousness. That's the kingdom of God's righteousness, God's peace, God's joy. It's his. And he says, I'll give you a peace that surpasses all understanding that will keep your heart and your mind and the mind that's in you because you believe that it's the mind of Christ. That's the mind that it will keep. It will keep that mind. My feel, I deal with the mind. And there are so many jacked up minds because they're trying to live in in this kingdom and in this kingdom at the same time. And that mixture makes a mush. And that that is not it's, it's like overcooked vegetables. And what happens is they become a mush and, and you can't tell you can't distinguish what they are. If you try to mix the kingdom of God and the kingdom of darkness, if you try to mix earth and heaven, 
if you try and take what you believe from earth and carry it into your heavenly life, what it's going to do is it's going to bring confusion. It's going to bring a mess. It's going to bring things that you're not successful in anything that you do. And I'm not talking about earthly success. So many people say, well, I know that I'm successful. I have this and I have this and I have this. And you are a utter failure in the kingdom of God because you have never truly learned to walk in the kingdom. You are not free. You are not clear. You hold things against. It's all about you. The life is about you. You're not thinking about the next generation. You're not thinking about these others. I'm looking at not only my children, but my grandchildren, my great-grandchildren. And I'm not just talking about my biologicals. I'm talking about all of these people. I'm looking at this group. I'm looking at this group. And I'm seeing how these younger people, for some reason, they enjoy hanging out with me. There are some of them that just really do. Uh, and, 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 and hearing what it is that I have to say. And, and, and I'm listening to them and I'm finding words and I'm listening and I'm asking questions. These are the people that I get the chance to, to do therapy with. These are the people, the ones that are going to make decisions, the ones that, that, that need, need help in this because there's so much information. Many times we think, and what we need to do is give people all this information. But one of the things of it is, is that we never move in the love of God because we do not understand the love of God. The love of God has severity. The love of God has power. The love of God has correction. The love of God has direction. The love of God has uh, uh, edification. The love of God digs. The love of God rebukes and reproves and and exhorts and does all of these things. Why is that? Because it's the heart of God. <clears throat> it's the mind of God. It's the kingdom of God. The kingdom of God is the king's mind. The kingdom of God is the king's way. The kingdom of God is the way the, God, way the king thinks, what the king wants, how the king does, all of the things about the king. It's not about you and it's not about me. And the king wants to reconcile all of these people to himself. He wants to reconcile these young people. He wants to reconcile these old people. He wants to reconcile these middle-aged people. He wants to reconcile the white, the black, the red, the green. Uh, I guess there may be some green people. I don't know. Any, any nationality, any color. He wants to reconcile them to himself. He wants to reconcile the earth to himself because the earth belongs to God. God and everything and everyone in it, it still belongs to God. My favorite, my very, very, very favorite scriptures in the Bible is in Job. When God told Job, and my, my son Robin taught about this a little bit the other day, he's saying, take yourself, gird yourself up. He's saying, like, put your jock strap on and pull yourself up, man, and, and gird yourself like a man. That's what he says. He says, now that you got all of your stuff up, all that you think is that it makes you a man. Now, let me ask you some questions. This is what God said. See, God, we have, we have sterilized the Bible so much until what I'm saying offends some of you out there, but it does not offend God because God is the one that said it. When you learn how to read the word of God, the way that God intended for it to be read, then it will have a bite to it. It will have meat to it. It will mean something. Okay. That's my little opening line, okay? Now we're gonna go to 1 Corinthians 2, 11. He says, I tell you the truth. Now remember, you gotta put this with last week's program, okay? He says, I tell you the truth. We speak about the things we know 
and we give evidence about the things that we have seen and you choose to reject the truth of our witness when here it is things here remember i'm telling you this the mind of christ cannot be understood by those without the spirit this is what he's talking about here the mind of christ gives believers gives gives one that believes in the mind of Christ that believes everything that God has said that stands the that stands in that power it gives them discernment of spiritual matters why is that he says I would not have you ignorant of spirituals I would not have you ignorant of all of these things that are going on in the spirit realm he says this if you don't believe if you do not believe when I talk to you about ordinary earthly realities, then heavenly realities will certainly elude you. No one has ever journeyed to heaven above except the one who has come down from heaven, the son of man. See, he was letting him know, he was getting us ready for where it is that we're going to, that we were going to see, sit. Remember, this is Jesus talking to Nicodemus. This was before the cross. This was before uh, uh the, the death burial and resurrection this was before his ascension this was before he gave gifts unto men this is what before he released the apostle prophet evangelist pastor teacher for the edifying of the saints this was before all of this okay now and now listen see this is because otherwise you'll say well you can't be seated in heavenly places he said here get your get get, get your um uh, get your scriptures right. Also get your timelines right. This was before he had done what it was that he came to do. He came to make all of these things possible for us. All of these things he's telling us, this has never happened. This has never happened. Oh, but all the things that I've done, I want you to do those. And I want you to do greater things. I want you to realize that you can go into here and you're going to bring what you see there into here. And you're going to bring it down. You're going to live from heaven to earth. You're not going to live from earth to heaven anymore. You're not going to have to do those prayers. Oh, God. Oh, God. Would you hear me? And screaming and hollering and having God to hear you. I mean, I talk loud, period. So, I mean, that's just a part of who I am. Uh, unless he changes it. And sometimes he changes it. And I talk so soft. I'll tell you a little story. We were um, <clears throat> at the Love and Unity uh, last week, a week before last, whatever it was, the 3rd and 4th of December. And I got the opportunity to uh, um, uh, present or introduce Apostle Eddie. And so um, normally I'm joking and um, uh, playing with them all. And then Prophet Andrew said, be nice. And I said, no, can't be nice. I'll be kind. I'm always that, always that. But uh, so I just decided I was going to be serious. So I had the microphone in my hand and I was speaking. And I was speaking in a monotone voice. And so Apostle Cal came up to me later and said, I knew you were sick. I knew you didn't feel good. <laughs> what was wrong with you, girl? He's the only person who can call me girl. Don't you ever call me girl, okay? That's my baby brother, and he can do that, okay? He said, when you, he said, here's what you were doing. And so he decided to make fun of me. Here's what you were doing. What was it that you were doing? 
whispering. Why didn't you just talk? I know you didn't feel good. That's why I had to pray for you. So uh, uh, one of the things of it is, is that so every time I, I mean, every now and then I'm speaking that low monotone voice that don't happen very often. So anyway, um, uh, start praying for me when you hear me doing that. Okay. Not when I cry, when I cry, I mean, sometimes I'm, I'm crying so much again, you can't understand me anyway, but I even cry loud. So anyway, <clears throat> okay. Uh, uh, let me see. He said, <clears throat> oh, Moses, now listen to this. This is. Uh, what is what is Jesus doing? He's showing generational things. He's showing how something happened here with Moses. And he says, Moses lifted up the serpent in the wilderness in the same way, in the same way. OK, the son of man must be lifted up. Then all those who believe in him will experience everlasting life. OK. What is going on? take it out of here uh, uh all those that believe okay all of those that believe uh uh will have everlasting life uh for god expressed his love for the world in this way he gave his only son ah listen to this now all of this goes along with it you know we we talk about john three sixteen, which i'm teaching um in a class on Wednesday, and I'm going to be talking about the scripture for God. So <clears throat> he's gave his only son that whosoever believes in him will not face everlasting destruction, but will have everlasting life. Here's the point. God didn't send his son into the world to judge it. Instead, because if he had a judge it, everybody would have been found guilty. Every, he already knew everybody was guilty. So why would he come and judge it? Everybody was guilty until he made them unguilty. Okay, so uh, that that's just a word. Okay, uh, so he didn't come into the world to judge it. And we said, oh, well, I can't judge anything. Yes, you can. He came into the world. He didn't come to judge it because the world had already been judged. It was guilty. That's why he came, because the world was already guilty. Okay, um, instead, he's here to rescue. He's headed towards, uh, because it was headed towards to, uh, a permanent destruction. So he came to stop the train. He came to stop the train and put the train back on the tracks so that the train could go where it was needed to go. He says, no one who believes in him has to fear condemnation, yet condemnation is already the reality for everyone who re refuses to believe because they rejected the name of the only son of God. Here it is. <clears throat> many people, I have friends, I have all these people, I have many people in my life that tell me that the uh, that Jesus is not the only son of God, that he is not the only way to heaven, he is not the only way to God, he is not the only way. Do I argue with them? No, I don't argue with them, but I realize that they have the mind of, they have the mind uh, of the world. They have the mind of the God of this world. They don't have the mind of Christ. And that is the important thing. You know, uh, uh, the word uh, cosmos, for God so loved the cosmos, but that word uh, cosmos did not just come from that word. It came from another word. Hold on. I got my papers here. I was, uh, I'm, I'm studying this for another thing, as I told you it was. Uh, but, um, uh, uh, what it means is this, here it is that we are to operate in a way that we are to take, uh, responsibility for. It says, uh, it's, uh, um, come is though, um, and it's to care for, to take care of, to provide for, 
to take, to carry away in order to care and to preserve. We are supposed to occupy in a way that it takes and puts everything back in its proper order. It is not to just operate in a system so that the system continues to operate the way that it is. But if we don't have a change in operation in us, how can we change anything that is going on around us? But for God so loved the cosmos, for God so loved the world, for God so loved the earth, for God so loved all of it, that he sent his only son and his son came, Jesus came, Yeshua came, Messiah came. And why is that? He came to carry off all the burdens. He came to carry off and to bear all of the things that needed to be bared. He carried. He came to, to uh, bring himself and to leave himself in those places. He came to receive back, to recover, to do all of those things. Why is it? We don't realize. Why is it that we don't realize that all of these things that we are fighting, we are fighting, we're fighting this. I'm fighting the devil. I'm fighting these things. All of these things that are fighting, fight, he's already recovered. The thing that he told us to fight is the good fight of faith. What does that mean, the good fight of faith? It means that we fight to believe that we have the faith of God in us. And that faith of God is the one that operates. The faith of God is the one that's manifesting. The faith of God is the one that has the power. The faith of God is the only way that you're going to receive the mind of Christ. It's the only way that we're going to operate in the mind of Christ. He says this, uh, um, uh, why why does God allow for, here's a question, why does God allow for judgment and condemnation? Because the light sent from God pierced through the world's darkness to expose ill motives, hatred, gossip, greed, violence, and the like. Some still, some still, um, uh, still some people prefer the darkness over light because their actions were dark. We get used to doing things a certain way. We get used to all of these ugly things. And so we operate in them and we think that these are normal. It's normal for you. What was normal for me before I came into Christ? What was normal for me before? It was okay for me to have sex with all them people. It was okay for me to have an orgy. It was okay for me to cut somebody. It was okay for me to, to hurt somebody. It was okay for me to lie to people. It was okay for me to do all of those things. But from that moment, from that September moment, from that September 3rd moment at, at, at 7.20 or 7.30 in the morning, after then there was a change. It was okay for me to do drugs. It was okay for me to, 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 to sell them. It was okay for me to do all of those things but from that moment something happened and it happened immediately i was delivered from many 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 things immediately why is that because truth came to live on the inside of me and i didn't just repeat a prayer see i gave him my life i didn't know what it was i did not know what it was to say give him my heart i didn't even know what my heart was i didn't even know if i had a heart because that's who I was. That's who I was in there. I love darkness. I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it while I was in it. And then sometimes even while I was in it, while I was doing these things, in these orgies, in all of these different things, I'm thinking, you are really trashy. I mean, I'm thinking I'm trashy. I'm knowing I'm trashy, but yet I'm doing it. Why is that? Because I didn't know who I was. I didn't know the worth. I didn't know the value. And I sold myself for something so much less. 
It could. It didn't matter that it, I, I wasn't a cheap prostitute. It didn't matter that I wasn't a cheap whore. I didn't matter that it was big bucks as far as financial thing went, but I still looked at myself. I still looked in the darkness. I still did not realize that I didn't have to do that, that he had paid a price for me already. He had already bought me off of the slave block. He had already bought me off of the uh, off of those places. He had already bought me out of those things. And all I had to do was to receive that so that he could show the value that there was in me. And this is what we're talking about. And so he had to give me a new mind. He had to give me a mind that could relate to him, that could relate to something other than what it was that I, I, I was in. So therefore he took me along fast. Yes, he took me along fast because I didn't carry the garbage. I was so grateful. I was grateful not to blame people for the rapes. I was grateful not to blame the people of the church for, for uh, 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 turning tricks with deacons. I was grateful for not blaming the people. I knew it was people. I mean, I was that smart, even that dumb, I was that smart. And many still in the church, many still supposedly in the kingdom, many are still, well, I'm working through this. How long does it take to work through it? How long does it say to take to say no to that crap? How long does it do that? Just like that. And I'm a doctor in psychology and you say, well, I'm just human. Well, that's the problem. I'm not, I'm spirit. Any rate, I don't know, somebody need that. Uh, they scrambled hurriedly back into the darkness where vices thrive and wickedness flourish. That's what it was. Oh, one weekend, I'm not going to drink. I'm not going to do drugs. I'm not going to do any cocaine. I'm not going to do any of these things until my nose was so sore and so, so, uh, uh, um, uh, uh, all that stuff in it that I was going to have to get a new nose because I could hardly breathe. Oh my God, and the alcohol and all those things. I mean, I wasted so much money, my Lord. Those who abandon deceit and embrace what is the truth, they will enter into the light where it will be clear that all deeds come from God. All good deeds come from God. Today, I can stand, I mean, I am clean. When it says that when, uh, uh, when I got born again, that he made all things new, oh baby, I looked at everything new. I'm a virgin again, I'm, I'm, I'm free from this, I'm free from this, I'm free from this, I'm free from this, I felt clean. I felt clean and I, because I took it at its value. Jesus makes the point clear, stay connected to him and have no reason to fear. I will not walk in fear. Does it come? Does it invite itself? Do I, I have to, do I have to fight for the faith of God that works in me so that I know that those words that he says, I've given you long life because you still have work to do here in the earth. Do I, uh, uh, I don't fear that I'm not doing what it is that he wants done. Uh, every now and then them thoughts come to me. I had the thoughts about even, uh, uh being, uh, uh, with love and unity on the, on the senior council. Am I really any benefit to this council? And I'm looking at it and I'm looking at, and I, I talked to one of the members, uh, I mean, one of my brothers, um, and uh, um, he he let me know that, uh, you know, one of the things of it is, is that we're all unique. We're, we're all unique. We got white people. We got Mexican people. We got black people. We got 
mixture of people, whatever, you know, don't nobody really know what they are in the first place, but we're in the kingdom, you know, we're just all the same, but we have all of, all of these, all of these things. And what happens is this, but when we're in that pot together, it's mixed up. It's not a salad and it's not a stew. It, it, I mean, it is a salad, but the dressing, the spirit of God, the dressing that's put on it, but each one has its unique flavor and, and, and has its unique crunch. So it's, 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 it, it works. It works. We all work together as one. And he says here, he says, there's no reason to fear. Jesus doesn't mean that at the instant someone has faith, fear simply vanishes or, uh, uh, or only good things happen. I guarantee you all good things didn't happen to me. And once I received uh, what it was that God said about me, I went from riches to rags. I lost everything. I was homeless, but I had given the devil all those years of my life. And so I had given him all of those years and I told him I would give I would give God the same chance. I would give him the same number of years I gave the devil. And if, if it didn't work, then I could go back to whatever it was that I was going to go back to. Well, those years are up. Uh, I think it's up this year. Whatever it is, it don't matter because I wouldn't go back anyway. This is I, I enjoy life more than I could have ever. In fact, now I have a life. I never had a life before. I had an existence before. Uh, it says uh, that only good things happen in life. And I, I mean, I believe that mainly only good things do happen because all of those things that tried to take me out, all it did was make me stronger. It just made me stronger. And I am so, and it made me more uh, uh, anything or anybody that's after what it is that I have to this degree, I know it must be good stuff. Okay. In fact, the blessings that come with eternal life often have nothing to do with the present or future circumstances, but they have everything to do with the individual's connections to God and to others. That is John's uh, message to the listeners. God came to the earth uh, embodied in flesh, and then he reached his greatest climax through the uh, torturous death. If this is all true, then believers will find strength and beauty in the places never imagined. Abiding in Jesus, the anointed, is the good life, regardless of the external circumstances. And I want to let you know <clears throat> that he has made a way for you. He has given you his mind. So allow it, relax and allow it to be in you. Allow yourself to walk in the humility. Allow yourself to walk in the peace Allow yourself to walk in the in, in the wisdom of the word. Allow yourself to walk in obedience. Obedience. Obedience is one of the best words in the Bible because this is the place and this is the way that you get to release your love. He says, how can you say you love me when you don't do what it is that I have told you to do the thing that's best for you? Why is that? It's not like a guy or whatever they're saying. If you don't love you, if you, you know, you say you love me, but you won't give it up. It's not that same kind of love. Okay. What it is, is this. Saying, how can you say you love me when you don't do what it is that I tell you to do so that it can bless you? See, it's all about you. God is all about you. And he knows that when you receive his love, then you're able to release his love to others. Well, I thank you for allowing me to come into your home. I thank you for allowing me to pray for you. And I release the healing power of God. I still want to hear from that person that God healed their foot, their, their right foot. 
of all of that nasty stuff that was on there. And I pray that you receive everything that God has for you. And I love you. And I will be back next week to tell it like it is the kingdom way. This is Dr. Baker J. Baker saying goodbye.